Want to watch a movie? What movie? You know, the one about the thing that one time. I'm so freaking pissed. The world's gonna die. I can feel it coming. Uh, who all in it? Welcome to Who All In It, a spin-off podcast of Who All Gonna Be There that explores movies and TV through a critical race lens. I'm Mel. I work. Um, Though I am currently perfecting my autopilot mode, none of my 27 jobs technically make me qualified to review film and TV, but I'm Black, and I'm almost fully vaccinated and ready to claim my mutant powers, watching TV. I'm pretty sure that makes me an expert. Prove me wrong. And I'm Ariella, and I'm doing things. Who knows why at this point? I'm also Black and also here and watching movies and TV. And even though I sound like I'm not, I am, in fact, excited for this episode. So excited. (laughs) So we welcome your feedback or shout outs or suggestions about movies or our reviews. Feel free to write or drop a video recording to our email at natturnerproject0 at gmail.com. And we will play it and respond on this podcast. We certainly welcome your thoughts and opinions on the movies we review and the movies you think we should review. All right, so today we are going to be um, taking on part two of our Grey's Anatomy discussion. Um, For those who don't know, Grey's Anatomy debuted in August of 2005 and is still running. It's the longest running American primetime medical drama series. Um, written originally by Shonda Rhimes up until 2017 when Krista Vernoff took over. Um, I guess presumably so Shonda could go do Bridgerton or whatever. Um, <laughs> starring Ellen Pompeo. So she could go to Disneyland. Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> it's starring Ellen Pompeo, Chandra Wilson, James Pickens Jr., Kevin McKidd, Kevin McKidd Jesse Williams, Debbie Allen, etc., etc. Um, and the music is every sad emo title in the top 40 during any given season. Um, before we get started, I would like to um, bring up an oversight <laughs> um, with the music. In part one, we forgot to discuss the phrase, how to save a life, which still goes and it's still amazing. They did what needed to be done. They understood the assignment. I love that song. <laughs> still do. I'm pulling it up now because I can't remember what it is. I'm not going to embarrass myself and sing it, but <laughs> you you will, if, if you're listening to this, it will be cut into the conversation so that you can hear it. Um, what is this music video? 
Look, I'm not saying I like the packaging, okay? I like the song. <laughs> Wait, so this song is like not just in Grey's Anatomy though. I feel like it's in like so many teeth. This is like, okay. I need to know now. Cause this is like, I feel like this is really giving me like, she's all that. Like, <laughs> Deja Vu and like, am I right? I just don't know. Okay, I'm about to find out. Wikipedia is going to tell me. <laughs> Will it? Okay. Grey's Anatomy. Is it only Grey's Anatomy? I'm sure it's been used in other things. I feel like that year that it was used in Grey's Anatomy, it was used probably across the board in a bunch of other emo TV shows. Well, it says here it was also on Scrubs. Oh. Um, and that it was also featured on One Tree Hill. Ah, yes. Um, and it's also part of some sort of, like, there's like a TikTok trend around it, which I would know nothing about. It was also part of a flashback on Big Brother UK, which I don't know, I, that's not what I'm remembering it from, so I don't know what that is. Um, yeah, but not like, I don't know, it's giving me very, like, a walk to remember vibes. Anyway, maybe it's just the 90s. Maybe it's some kind of like musical signature that I'm not sophisticated enough to recognize. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> anyway, yes, I do remember that. Okay, cool. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Gross oversight. Um, that album was also pretty good too, but that's another conversation. Stop. I love I love this. <laughs> so, uh... If you don't know, um, there will be spoilers. Um, today, we are going to be talking about um, the story arcs, the major, like, cataclysmic story arcs um, that sort of shifted um, Grey's Anatomy from time to time whenever Shauna need needed to clear out some of the cast members. Um, things I like to refer to as extinction-level events. Um, <laughs> where she just decided everybody was gonna go. And this was before the Red Wedding, so it was not seen very often on TV. Um, so, like, um, so we're gonna start with that. Um, we're gonna talk about that. And then um, I guess kind of close out our discussion on Grey's Anatomy and it's 17, 16 year arc. Um, so yeah, so first up. I feel like you're in, and you're in denial. This is obviously like part two of four. I'm being hopeful. <laughs> we'll see. I'll also say, I'm just going to say now, I'm like three episodes behind. So the spoiler warning is for me. Do not spoil. Okay. Good to Although know. Although I also don't care, but okay, good to know. I don't care about spoilers, but I'm also telling you right now, I'm like three episodes behind. All right. Um, and since we're um, disclosing things, full disclosure, I have gone back and started rewatching Grey's Anatomy which I have actually never done before. Wow. Um, not like that, no. And like these episodes, some of these episodes I haven't seen since I was in my mid to late 20s. And let me tell you, it hits different in the early 40s. That's for damn sure. What, what hit the most? What, what are you thinking of? Derek is, not, Derek is not how I remember. He's kind of a nightmare. Like, seriously, George... You're completely right about that. He is unacceptable as a human being. Yes. <laughs> is he kind of racist? And I feel like yes. 
in today's terms, she's definitely MAGA. Like, <laughs> um, and Christina and Burke's relationship, which is the first arc we're going to talk about, mm-hmm. hella emotionally abusive. Like, yes, so terrible. Yes, so terrible. Yes. And the fact that I couldn't recognize this in my mid to late 20s explains a lot of the decisions that I made in my mid to late 20s. Oh no, poor young Melanie. Poor sad, stupid Melanie. (laughs) But yes, um, a lot of stuff like, a lot of stuff that read to me as like great love stories were awful they were awful awful yeah he was burke was crazy to christina yeah like he kept pushing her in the relationship and then pushed her into this marriage they had this whole period where they weren't even fucking talking to each other like and i mean let's get started on that so burke gets shot right um he gets shot by this um disgruntled worker that meant to shoot someone else um and he loses about 20 percent of the um kind of stability in his hand uh and christina who had up until this relationship had been gaslit by him and his mother about how she wasn't a good girlfriend how she was emotionally stunted um And she had a moment where she freaked out and left him after he got shot um, and then returned. But I feel like she'd been so shell-shocked and so gaslit that she felt the need to overcompensate by being this super supportive girlfriend um, and and basically inserted herself into his surgeries so that she could cover him whenever his hand started like the tremor. So she started putting herself on his surgeries, like writing the schedules and stuff um, behind the back of like her bosses and like her friends and whole staff. And they were basically like doing this hustle in the operating room, which is insane to think about. And at a certain point, he was like blaming her for this, even though he clearly needed her. At another point, he actually kicked her out of the operating room mm-hmm. um, and, like, played it like this whole thing was her fault. Like, like one, he wasn't, like, at least, I'm going to say, eight years older than her and much more well-established and her boss and right. authority figure. But then also making her feel like she was imagining all this, like, like she chose to do all this, like, out of nowhere. Like, it's awful. It's absolutely awful. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, I think that, like, kind of like everybody treats Christina like shit. Like, everybody's like, Christina cares. And it's like, and it's sexism, like, and it's racism. Like, it's like, Christina cares so much about her work. Um, and like, she's a shark. So she like, doesn't have any feelings because like, she's not like emotional in this way that like women are supposed to like perform emotion so she obviously doesn't have any feelings at all um and like must be this like cold-hearted bitch who like you know like doesn't deserve kindness or like love or like consideration so like she needs to be like punished into like performing 
the way that like she's supposed to perform and like Burke does it but like you know I think Burke gets away with it in part because like because because that's how because that's the culture with which she's like treated by everybody else like even Meredith you know like she has a you know like she has a reason for being a doctor that's like really personal like she's experienced like a lot of like pain and loss in her life um and she has like a very like particular like attitude and approach and she's like very driven and very focused um in a way that like only men are allowed to be right um and like I feel like she like overcompensates she like that's like you know she over I, I guess like not like overcompensates but like I think that like you know she's also like really insecure about it yeah because she gets so much shit for it and like that's one of the reasons that I feel like you know she doesn't tell Meredith like what's happening with her and Burke yeah like and I think they all treat her like shit too because they're like oh you're just like sleeping around you're just like sleeping with your teachers like get ahead right like that's how everybody's treating her yeah and nobody's like there's a like like how you pointed out there's like this enormous power dynamic there's like, the enormous power differential yeah. between the two of them um and like you know it's clear that he's like reacting to like all of these like Burke's reacting to like all of these pressures that like he feels but like like by but he's reacting by like trying to like manipulate and like coerce this person mm-hmm. um and then like yeah the the, the part where he like convinces where he like convinces himself that like she forced him to like to like run this like run this grift like it's wild it was so like watching that now I was just angry and I was a part of me was pissed at her for not fighting him more on this but then like how could she really you know um and then the way the whole thing ended where he kicks her out of the operating room when she's trying to cover his ass, mm-hmm. as she has been doing, and she's walking down that highway, covered in, like, not highway, the, the, the hallway, covered in all that blood. Like, George has found out um, and knows, but isn't, to his credit, hasn't said anything. Like, he put her in such a fucked up position and never took responsibility for that. And... When she was out in that hallway alone and she basically, she had, she had nowhere left to go. She went and reported it to Richard. Mm-hmm. Like she had to, what else could she do at that point? Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I guess, independently decided to report it, but she got there first and then he was mad at her. Mm-hmm. Like, are you serious? Yeah. What was she supposed to do? Yeah. It's like, yeah. It was so fucked up. Yeah. And like George found out um, and like had to like get them removed from operating on his father because he knew Mm -hmm. and and, and did it in such a way where he didn't have to like narc on her. But like Mm -hmm. if that had been your family member and you knew that shit was going down, like honestly, I would have just told. I would have narked. I would have narked because that's some bullshit. Like yeah no it's yeah that I'm like just remembering because I feel like it's been a while since I've got back it actually hasn't been a while I like rewatch it during this pandemic but like time is like whatever I it was like it's like literally so hard for me to think anything positive of George but like yes I agree with you 
Yeah. Um, and I'm just like, and the ways in which Burke just was constantly like accusing Christina of being emotionally stunted when he himself had some major issues, like some major control issues. Like he, from the very beginning, he was the one that like, I don't even think there were three dates in when he was talking about her moving in and shit. Like it was mm-hmm. just like the momentum was ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I, and I honestly feel like her reactions to all of that were regular ass reactions. Like, and I agree. Like it's, I just want Christina to catch a break. You know, I feel like she just can't catch a break. Like between like Burke and Owen. Mm. We're not even talking about Owen. I know, but like, it just, I just want, you know, like I really want Christina to just, like, I I just wanted more. I wanted like better for Christina. I hope that Christina is in Europe um, doing the things that she loves and, you know, experiencing the joy that she deserves. Yeah. Yeah. That's my dream. I know she sent McWidow to Meredith, so that's cool. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Remember that, like, old dude teacher that she, like, also fucked? After the plane? Wait. Yeah, no, he, yeah, yeah, he was in, yeah. Mm -hmm. And apparently they had been engaged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, that dude, he looks like he has money. Why don't you go back to him? He was a little arrogant, though. Oh, I mean, all of them are. That's fair. I feel like that's her. She's into that. She is. I'm not going to lie. I'm into that, too. So I don't even know why I'm bullshit. But, yeah, that was just. Yeah. Because watching that again, it was it was triggering. I'm not gonna lie, that whole relationship was a cluster. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't feel like to me. It feel like that feels like shit that you run into in real life. You know, like yeah. I think that like the shit that she's going through, like it res- it really resonated with me too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. So next up, and apparently it's um. What's his face? The guy who plays Denny. Mm-hmm. It's his birthday today because they're talking about it on Twitter. Um, what's his name? He was on Walking Dead as well. He's known for that. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Jeffrey Dean. Oh Morgan. yeah, he's Negan. Yeah. I like literally just put that together. I've already wa- I've watched Mad Walking. Wow. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, today's his birthday. To- so shout out to him. But um, the next thing, the next major, ridiculous, traumatic arc was Izzy and Denny. This is all you. <laughs> I, like, I really, I could not care less about Izzy Stevens, honestly. I, like, don't give a fuck. Like, she does not exist to me. That's fair. Izzy was a whole-ass problem in uh, so many ways. We're not even going to talk about her breaking up George's marriage to Callie or even we're not even going to talk about how she treated Callie because I feel like that shit was steeped in racism. That's a conversation. It sucks so much. She's like, I'm oppressed because I'm hot. That was like her storyline. She was like, I'm white trash and like, you don't know anything about me because I grew up in a trailer park and like nobody thinks I'm smart because I'm really hot and I'm a model. I was just like, cry me a fucking river. I mean, you basically just... That's um, summarized her entire arc, but 
I like when she like flashes like i was just like i was like give me a fucking break like wow must be tough izzy to like be blonde and like tall and like have really big boobs like sound what a what a cross to bear like <laughs> oh no you're conventionally beautiful yeah. it's so hard for you oh okay. sounds rough like and then, like, her phone, like, when she fell in love with Denny, I was like, you're a psycho. Like, this doesn't make any okay, sense see, to me. That's okay, why I want to talk about this. That's why I want to talk about this. Because, again, this is one of those things where watching it at 41 years old, I'm like, this bitch should have been fired. Like, why wasn't she fired for this psycho, like, behavior? Like, how many times did she, like, talk, like, disrespect her bosses? disrespect her colleagues like and also there's something really predatory about falling in love with your patient like that and then coming up with this harebrained fucking scheme to cut his life short so that he would get the next heart she should have been sued and fired and so many things but we sympathize with her because he died no, that's more reason why she should have been fired. This I'm like, not- who's we? <laughs> well, I, I remember how this read at the time at the original airing and people did sympathize with her. Like even the way that season ended with Alex, like picking her up in his arms and carrying her while she cried in, in that stupid ass prom dress. Like she, it was written to be a sympathetic moment. In reality, she was kind of a predator. She was terrible at her job. She should have probably gone to jail for the stunts that she pulled like all of it was awful like and poor Denny like like they played it like he was so in love with her but no this was a patient in the hospital who like deserved you know the like the best care like do no harm and like probably died because of Izzy's bullshit like Mm -hmm. it's all awful (laughs) yeah it's crazy that whole storyline is just like it doesn't make any sense I feel like that's when I started that's like how I started to like Karev because I felt so bad for him because I was like damn like this is somebody who has real problems Mm -hmm. and he has to be in love with super annoying Izzy but see that's when I started to understand why Karev was Karev because he has terrible children like terrible taste in women and he falls in love with these women that he has to save like that's a current ongoing thing Mm -hmm. up until the terrible end that Shonda wrote for him I know the fact that like Krev goes back to Izzy I feel like it's like one of my least favorite it's like so unbelievable yeah and it's like I'm just like god I'm like can we I thought we were operating in this universe where like Izzy didn't exist anymore yeah like like I feel like Shonda spent so much time building up Karev's character and show like showing how he grows as a person only to end up having him do that terrible shit to Joe right just to be like JK men never change (laughs) which I mean you know but (laughs) (laughs) I just like I was like I don't know I like I just didn't understand like the whole yeah I was like I don't understand like I was like I get that like Izzy's like conventionally hot or whatever but I feel like there's like flirting with your doctor and then there's like that whole I don't know which is crazy like it just didn't make any sense to me because they like 
did they get married um he proposed and she said yes yeah and that's why she got all the money to like do the memorial clinic i think the the part that got me the most pissed off about that whole storyline was like how much fucking shit bailey had to eat like fucking covering up for these fools like i was just like what the fuck like it's crazy like she continued like it it continually gets brought up when she's like asking for promotions and stuff is that like it was your students that were like running around cutting elvad wires like that comes up again and again for bailey like they like fucking like you know kneecapped her career yeah like it just sucks like i don't know and yeah i just like i couldn't fucking stand izzy she was so fucking just like selfish um and I guess, like, her selfishness was, like, very believable, but, like, the whole storyline, I was just, like, I feel like there was, like, I was, like, this doesn't, I mean, but also, like, I feel like to, to come for Grey's Anatomy, like, this doesn't make sense, is, like, you, I don't know what else you expected from Grey's Anatomy, like, none of this makes sense, um, <laughs> like, literally nothing that happened, like, Grey's Anatomy isn't about sense. No, it's, it's, a it's, it's an emotional exercise Mm -hmm, exactly but it was like this was like this required me to spend a lot of disbelief I think for that particular storyline and like I really just like it didn't it just didn't I was like oh Denny died Denny died and his family should have sued her (laughs) yeah it's just crazy yeah no that whole storyline was like really wow to me yeah. Like, and it just, it like, to me, it was, like, a very, like, well, that escalated quickly. Like, it was just, like, oh, they're flirting. Oh, she's, like, breaking up with Karev for this patient. Like, <laughs> I was, just like, okay. And then when she comes back and gets cancer, I was, like, how? I was, like, you literally can't do anything to Izzy that will make me feel bad for her. I, like, don't care. Yeah. And when, Sorry. They, when they ended up firing her, I was, like, okay, that makes sense right and then how she like shits on Karev I was like bitch like you didn't think I was like there's 20 times like there's 20 times you should have gotten fired before this one just be grateful that you made it this long at this job definitely don't deserve to be here (laughs) yeah so yeah Izzy good riddance yeah and poor like you you drove Karev into the arms of like the faceless lady Mm -hmm. and Denny Denny ends up coming back um as a ghost as her tumor a couple times actually as someone meant to talk meredith into staying alive and then mm-hmm. as her tumor you're right so yeah, the ghost of denny duquette yeah i also could have looked about that i was just like i wonder i also like i mean i guess it's like the hair i feel like it's this like whole like conventionally handsome white dudes with like thick hair that like are supposed to be comforting like that's Derek's whole appeal it's like the hair so I, someone, um, my housemate was telling me that a podcast that he listened to, um, I think it's called Scam Goddess. They were saying that all it takes for a white man to be successful is tall um, with a good head of hair and just doing the basic minimal shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's true. Like, that's like really like charismatic. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's like really like what Denny has going for him. And it just like, it's never done it for me. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm gonna need a traumatic backstory. Yeah, like rich, rich and chronically ill is like not enough for me. Yeah, and also the way like that he hit on her and the things that he said, 
kind of chauvinist like yeah it's nasty plus, it wasn't attractive it wasn't attractive it didn't me. make any sense to me I was like oh so you like mad at everybody in your medical program for being like you know you're an underwear model but then like this like this patient is like oh you look like an underwear model and you're like I love you like I just don't I'm confused <laughs> like because that's basically all he says he's just like you're really hot like you're too hot to be a doctor and she's like (sighs) yeah and I'm just like okay but you weren't like twitter pated when like you were getting it from like your classmates so I'm confused like it's not shocking to me that like she's a basic bitch but it just like you know the righteous anger feels like all that more annoying yeah you know when it's so selective yeah, her her little monologues were just so self-righteous and so like oh yeah, Izzy is the worst. And I don't fully understand why she was there in the first place. Yeah, we know. <laughs> we know. All right, next up, Richard's ongoing battle with alcoholism. Do you want me to start? Yes. I don't know. I feel like, I, yeah, I like, I think, um, what was one of my favorite scenes that like dealt with this? That like he didn't, like the flashback scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget what happened to like catalyze it, but he's like, he goes out with um, Ellis and she pushes him to have his first drink when they like feel really guilty about something. I forget exactly what's happened, but he's like, he's like feeling away. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you can't not drink. Like, cause I guess before that he didn't drink at all. And then she like gives him his first like vodka tonic or whatever. Yeah. I thought that was like, to me, that was like really interesting. I mean, like his whole, like, I think how difficult, how much, how like, how easy it is for him to relapse. Yeah. And how long he's been able to go without anybody knowing. Like I feel like there there's so many things that like she that are depicted about like addiction that feel really real. Yeah. You know, like how high functioning he is and stuff like that. Yeah. I th- I think that I like the depiction of alcoholism here cuz like and I think a lot of a lot more people are talking about it now ironically in light of DMX and like a couple of high profile deaths that we've seen recently, but like the current, like the kind of trope, tropey kind of stereotypical narrative arc of addiction um, is kind of harmful and counterproductive. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, I like that Shonda kind of writes this as like something that is just kind of with you always like, relapse recovery relapse recovery like these things kind of go hand in hand and they're not like it's not it doesn't make you a villain it doesn't make Mm -hmm. you like a terrible person it doesn't make you like a terrible addict or whatever it's just kind of a part of the journey um so i i really and i like the fact that he's like this high functioning alcoholic who's still like dealing with this like and it's always something he's going to be dealing with yeah like the the arc when like he his sponsor passes yeah that was like I thought I just like so yeah like I feel like we 
very like we see alcoholics who are like you know, like I basically like I used to be an alcoholic you know or like people who are completely recovered but we don't see people like continue to struggle even like many years into sobriety when like in fact that's actually how it is it's just like you know yeah like every day is a different day yeah um and it like requires its constant work and just like yeah that's kind of like how like I think you know we see like Richard like forget that and like have to like remember it you know when he like after he loses his sponsor and like you know like at his big age he has to like um like find a different like you know start to like build different relationships like yeah I don't know it's I think that there are like ways that it's handled that are really well done Mm -hmm. I remember one particular episode where um you know he he lost um there was a nurse like a nurse who had been working there who was really popular and loved um even though this is the first time we the viewers have ever seen her so you know mm-hmm. she was gonna die right <laughs> like um and she came in she was a geriatric pet pregnancy which is a term that i love a lot by the way um but she came in because she was having complications for from her pregnancy and she she ended up dying and it, mm-hmm. it basically caused this whole like um uh, chain reaction with Richard where he ended up at a bar um, and I think that you know he had like a chip for being sober for a long period of time and like it showed like the bartender or someone trying to goad him into drinking and he mm-hmm. loses it and basically like um, tears shit up in the bar and ends up being arrested um, like I thought that was an interesting commentary on kind of like how society treats alcoholism or addiction Mm -hmm. um and how everything is kind of geared like against um you know just um healthier living uh and I just really liked that episode a lot it stayed with me for some reason so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I feel you I like that episode too like it was like um somebody like the episode starts out with somebody being like I drank because like there is some bar that like was offering like you get a shot for however many chips of sobriety you have yeah um but yeah no it's like there I feel like the alcohol industry is very like predatory very much so yeah um yeah and there's not a there's not a lot of support for yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's not it, there's not a lot of support in place for like you have to you have to really like advocate for yourself. Yeah. But advocating for yourself very often means like outing yourself too. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can that can be difficult for people, especially like in a career that's like very already like you know careers that are like really judgmental. Mm-hmm where it's already hard enough to be like you know like Richard like you see like we know very clearly that like Richard was like the only black person in his program and that like surgery is like a field that's like very white male dominated and so to like have the stigma that's associated with addiction like that's also like you know I feel like doubly so readily put upon black people Mm -hmm. like I don't know it's just like I feel like all of those different like nuances are like handled like it, it's clear that he's like holding a lot yeah um yeah and he also like he loses so much too he does I, I don't I don't even know if he connects how much he's lost with 
with his addiction um, consciously, which is kind of an interesting nuance. He's, I think it's one of the most well-written things about that character. Um, I have a lot of other issues with the richer character. Um, his entire relationship with Meredith bothers the hell out of me, even more now, watching it now. Um, but <laughs> um, his, his kind of, his, his journey with addiction um, and, you know, the kind of ins and, in, ins and outs of relapse and recovery I think are written really well. Um, and especially how they're kind of interwoven with his relationships with the people on that show. So, yeah. Um, what do you think about the way it's written for Amelia, the Amelia character, just out of curiosity? Okay, you're making a face. <laughs> Never mind. What do you think of her? I, th I find Amelia so annoying. She is great. Like, she fucking drives me up the wall. What do you think about Amelia? I, like, literally can't stand her. I feel sorry for her, because I just feel like... Sorry you're annoying. Unless <laughs> we tough to be that annoying. She's got a lot of shit in her life. Like, a lot of terrible things have happened to her. Why are you looking at me like that? Am I wrong? I mean, I guess. Like, I mean, like, yes. But also, like, I feel like there's plenty of characters who've gone through, like, as much shit. Like, literally, she's more annoying than Meredith. And nobody's gone through more shit on this show That's than fair. Meredith. That's fair. Okay. Yes. And, like, Meredith is annoying. Like, it's not like Meredith oh, is Meredith. not annoying. Like my housemate has said in regards to Meredith um, that she likes this current arc because she doesn't have to look at her face <laughs> as much. I just don't want to see her face. It took me like seven seasons of this show to like stop hating Meredith as much as I hated her. I don't hate Meredith. I, I feel very sad for Meredith. Honestly. She's so annoying. She's so annoying. Like, I feel like I started to understand her and, like, be less annoyed by her. And then I was able to go back and watch the earlier seasons, like, with this, like, empathy for Meredith. But it took me so long to have that. And, like, Amelia is just so fucking grating. Mm -hmm. Like, she talks like an Instagram therapist. That cut deep. <laughs> she is. She, and she feels so fucking sorry for herself all the fucking time. She does. She does. Oh my God. When she kicked Link out of the house for having a drink, I was just like, bitch, fucking relax. And like yelling at Owen, I was just like, that was the only time I liked her. I was like, yell at Owen. I liked that. I liked yeah. that she called Owen on his shit. Um, so I was also like, this is for like the pot calling the kettle a narcissist. Okay, fair enough. Okay, so not crazy about the addiction arc for Amelia. I, I'm getting that. Well, it also tracks. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like that to me is like, that's like the white vibe. That's like the white addiction vibe. Right? What? <laughs> white people taking you know every excuse to feel sorry for themselves is certainly a vibe i will say that um 
there is a stigma with addiction across the board, but there are stigmas attached with black addiction that white people do not have to fucking deal with. Yes. That's certainly true. Like with black people, addiction is criminalized. It's grossly criminalized. So there's that. Criminalized by everyone, mind you. Not just white people. Black people too. Yes. So like, I know we all want to forget the 90s happened, but it did. And we were there too. So (laughs) saying the same shit. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Like, like I'm, I'm like, yes, like all addiction is like addiction is a disease period like it's nobody's fault period right. like but also like amelia is like a rich white girl who's like addicted to pills and i feel like that has like and she acts like it and that can also just be what it is and that's that on that as for me i dropped all right <laughs> Okay, so next up, we're going to talk about um, the almost drowning. Um, Meredith. So I don't even know what to call this. I feel like calling it attempted suicide is not correct. Um. I feel like Meredith was in a moment and she just decided not to fight. Like that's a, I feel like that's a different thing. I don't know. I feel like anybody, everybody has those moments. Maybe I'm just wrong, but like, I feel like you catch someone on the wrong day and they get pushed into something. They maybe don't feel like fighting it. I don't know. I call it passively suicidal. Passively suicidal. Okay, I can live with that. As opposed to actively suicidal. Let me, uh, just to explain background for those who don't know what I'm talking about. What happens is Meredith um, suffers like a string of tragedies um, as she is wont to do on this show. And she's, she's in a moment where she's, she's in a depressive episode, I guess we would call it. Um, but she's high functioning. She's living her life. She's, you know, going to her job, doing what she has to do. Um, and while she is at her job, they get called to this rescue scene for a ferry that has crashed. Um, and like, is she's tending to people. Um, and she accidentally gets pushed into um, the water by one of the um, people she's like, tending to and even though she can swim um she kind of lets herself go like drown or whatever um but then Derek figures out what has happened to her and then saves her um after a lot of you know drama and medical attention or whatever so that's what happens and then he dumps her because he's like, you're suicidal. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I will say this. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. couple of things. So rewatching this, um, 
he is worried about her constantly to the point where it's affecting his job and his ability to want things because he's like scared that, you know, she's going to like try something and she's, and he's like concerned that he, that she doesn't want to live, which I guess is a legitimate concern, but he didn't have any conversations with her really about this. Like they didn't communicate. Um, Another part of him was pissed because she seemed to be sharing more with Christina. Gee, Derek, I wonder why. I wonder why she would feel more comfortable sharing this information with her best friend that doesn't judge her. Mm-hmm. Like, that being said, I have been on the receiving end of that. Like, um, being with someone who judges you for displaying a weakness um, or displaying emotional weakness. Um, and it tracks that you just would just decide to shut down and not share anything with them, even when you're going through the worst of things. So, and it tracks that that person would then choose to use that against you. Yeah. So like, that's very realistic, but it's, in, it's still infuriating as shit. Yeah. It's so infuriating. Like, it's just like, yeah, it's really hard to be partners with somebody who's suicidal. Like it's intensely draining and like scary. That's why you fucking get therapy. That's what therapy's for. Yeah. Yeah. And they're doctors so they can afford it. So yeah. like, like you have great insurance. I really don't understand what your excuse is. There's literally a therapist in your work. Yeah. And I keep coming back to what you said during part one about where they are in their lives. Like she's like in her mid twenties, he's in his, at least in his early thirties, mid thirties. Mm-hmm. Um, she deserves some grace for being like still trying to figure out who she is. Literally. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I like when she fell into that water, I was like, honestly, same. Yeah, same. Like, that's the energy I have right now. I'm just like, yeah, like very like, I don't know, it could happen. And I like wouldn't have a big feeling about it. I'd just be like, oh, I guess I'm going now. Bye world. Someone clear my browsing history (laughs) i mean i can't swim so i would die you can't swim no ariella i cannot swim oh my god i did not know this about you that's shocking to me i know it's the shame of my family do you want to learn how to swim? I have tried to learn to swim so many times. Really? What's my, the problem? My parents put me in swim lessons when I was a kid. That didn't go well. And then I tried to learn later on. And then I just gave up. So, Are you scared of the water? Maybe. A little bit. Do you, when you go to the beach, do you go in the water, like, where you can walk? Yeah. I do. I do like you, being in the water. I just, like, when you, do you go in the pool in the shallow part? Yeah. Okay. I think you still have time to learn how to swim. I believe in you. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how to drive. Oh, I can teach you how to drive. I can teach you how to swim. Okay. All right. (laughs) Take you up on that. But many have tried and failed. (laughs) I know. Well, I will teach you how to swim. Like I got taught to swim, which is the like, you know, the Caribbean way of like my dad like running up behind me and then like pushing me face first into the water. That's how they tried to teach me when I was a kid, and that's exactly why I did. That's not teaching. That's that's (laughs) attempted murder. (laughs) 
if that was what teaching was, I'd be a much better teacher. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> um, but going back to Derek using this moment um, of passive suicide. Yeah. To judge Meredith and as an excuse to break up with her. I feel like set the precedent from their relation for their relationship going forward. Literally. Where she just always had to be the strong one. Literally. Fucking sucks. It sucks. Literally. It's just like it's so like emotionally vampiric. I just like I can't like with him because I'm just like, okay, so you're like older, you know what's going on with her because like everybody, you know, at this point you're like past your 20s. So you know what your 20s are like. They fucking suck. Mm -hmm. Like you are it it just like feels so like predatory like he's like you know sees that she's like not in a good mental space that she's like dealt with like multiple traumas like at this point you know like including the death of her mother which happened while she was fighting for her life right like including the death of her mother including with him like having to like go through like all this shit like at her work like and being like slut shamed by like everybody that she works with while like he doesn't have to deal with anything like you know what I mean like she had to go through all this shit with him and like to me that's like a very like this person is very clearly not ready to be in like a long-term relationship vibe Mm -hmm. it's a very much like you know like go get some therapy we can be friends and like hit me up when like you're ready to do this kind of vibe right but instead he's like why don't you want to marry me yeah (laughs) why don't you want to marry me why do you want to kill yourself stop wanting to kill yourself like and it's it's just so like it's just yeah it's like very it's very manipulative it's really pushy um yeah and it's just like it's like bad it's like bad partnering like he's just not it's just like really about him and like what he wants Mm -hmm. and like not and like and even though he has like he obviously has a really clear understanding of like where she's at and what she's not ready for he just doesn't care because it doesn't line up with what he wants yeah and the fact that he's doing all of this terrible shit but looking at her with the sad puppy dog eyes and the disney prince hair makes it all the much more worse for me Mm -hmm. because he's presenting it in this nice guy package um, but it's like you said, it's vampiric. It's awful. It's absolutely terrible. Yeah, it sucks. Like honestly, I'm just like that's probably. I mean, like that would make me more suicidal. Dating someone like that. Same. Same. It certainly wouldn't make me better adjusted to all of the terrible things that are happening. It would just yeah, it's piling on. Right. <sighs> Gross. Very gross. Yeah. What another Derek fail. All right. So the next thing, the bomb in the chest. Oh, Christina Ricci. Christina Ricci. Okay. Yeah, that shit was crazy. That was, this was kind of an extinction level event. Like one of the first, I think. Um, And so two guys decide to build this bazooka in, a, in their garage. Um, and then it, it goes off um, in one of the guy's chests. 
Uh, and they don't realize what it is because when the wife comes in, she's just yelling hysterically and, and like can't find her bearings. Um, so they end up in the operating room and Christina Ricci um, kind of reached in and her hand is kind of stuck in his chest. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of where they're at before they realize that it's a bomb, mm-hmm. a bomb in the chest. And then like she pulls her, she like flips out. Right. And then like yeah. Meredith puts her. Wait, 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 no, 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 wait, wait. First um, she's there with like an anesthesiologist or another mm-hmm. doctor or whatever mm-hmm. um, who's helping her. And she's like pretty calm, even though she's starting to realize the gravity of the situation. And this doctor is like, got to be mid forties, middle aged or whatever, established white guy. Um, And he's like, and he starts to slowly back away and give her the instructions on how to handle everything by herself and then fucking leaves her. And he's like, I'm sorry, I got kids. And then bounces. Mm -hmm. So Christina Ricci is stuck there in the operating room by herself with the bomb nobody's there right mm-hmm. now she's you know she i think it's her first day on the job as a parent. yeah yeah it's her first day on the job yeah so by the time that gray um and yang um and burke is burke in there and burke find her she's been in she's been in there i think for a couple of hours by herself mm-hmm. okay so continue <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I don't know. So so she runs out of the room and like freaks out and then like Meredith sticks her hand in the guy's chest. So, so Meredith like, becomes the girl with the bomb. Yeah. This episode was so crazy. I feel like, yeah, it was just more like to me, it was like, like, I mean, that's what Grace is, right? Like simultaneously, Bailey's husband had gotten into an accident. Yeah. Bailey was in labor. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. And so. and like and like uh what's his name? Tuck? He delivers her baby. Oh, George. George, yeah. George mm-hmm. delivers her baby. Yeah. Because Miranda refuses to push, which I thought was interesting. She's like, I'm not having this baby without my husband. So I'm going to go home now. Yeah. <laughs> I I was like, I mean, I was like, I loved it. I was like, I love this energy. Um <laughs> I love that energy. I hate that it was George. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, no, it was, this was a big episode. It was. Um, so Meredith's got her hand on the bomb and Yang is kind of going back and forth between her. Um, and um, I think Derek is operating on Miranda's husband. So she's going between those operating rooms. And then Burke um, is, comes in with Meredith and tells Yang she has to go because he can't concentrate if she, she's there, which I guess, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the bomb squad comes in. Um, and that actor, I think, is still pretty well known. He looks super familiar to me. Yeah. Yeah, he's in like a lot of stuff. But he's not with the shit. He's basically just all business. I mean, as you should be when you're dealing with a bomb, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess... Meredith doesn't like his tone so they don't they don't take to each other very well or whatever but (laughs) but eventually he like figures out how to talk her through sort of um pulling the bomb out of the chest Mm -hmm. um and well first they have to move 
to another operating room because they figure out that that one's across from an oxygen line. Mm-hmm. The bomb goes off the entire hospital. It's well, too much. It's too much. I can't believe you remember all of this. I like, honestly. <laughs> so they move it's to too much. Room. It's too much. Yeah, it is. So they move to another room and then he talks her through um, removing the bomb from the chest so that they can operate on the man. Mm-hmm. Um, to which I say, wow, you got to really believe in the Hippocratic Oath to like care about the asshole. Who right. Died. But um, so he talks her through it um, and like she's freaking out and crying. And like there are a lot of moments where you can tell that she's kind of like wrapping it up in her head. And she's like, "Okay, this is it for me. And like she actually tells him, you know, please tell my friends this and this and this or whatever. Like she's writing her will in her head, Um, but which is fair. but she manages to remove the bomb and then slowly and meticulously hands it to him. And he starts walking away. He walks out of the operating room. He walks down the hall and then she follows him into the hallway just in time to watch the bomb explode, killing him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just so much. Yeah. It's so much. I think this was the first like really major, major like thing like that on Grey's Anatomy. And, and that was the moment when I realized that Shonda was not here for our feelings. Yeah. They, yeah. When he dies, I was really like, oh man, they had to kill that guy. I liked him. Yeah. I'm also like the budget for this hospital, like the rebuilding budget for Grey's <laughs> Memorial is like enormous. Like this hospital gets trashed like multiple times. <laughs> many many times yes like there's like there's that storm like where like everything gets flooded and like Richard gets electrocuted you remember that there was like the bomb that goes off and like the surgical wing and like I'm just like how many times do you have to read like uh what else there was like um like uh in is it like season 15 when like that's how Stephanie goes yeah when like she blows up that rapist dude again blows up the rapist dude like with the oxygen tanks or whatever and they like burned almost burned down the whole ass hospital i'm like how big is this hospital and also i feel like at a certain point wouldn't that hospital get shut down (laughs) like literally i'm just like there's some just like you know i feel like at this like so many disasters cause some like really like deep-seated infrastructure issues Mm -hmm. yeah no there's a lot a lot is happening um uh I'm trying to remember I feel like there's like one where like stuff falls and like like the ceilings are like falling apart Hmm. and like something falls in some dude's body cavity but I might be mixing up with ER because I've been watching ER um but yeah no it's just like it's a mess um and like I'm glad that one of the plot points for the show isn't that they're like a poor people hospital because I'm just like they clearly don't have any budgetary issues to deal with. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they do, obviously, they, like, all, like all the time they're talking about budgetary issues, but it's not like they, like, service poor people and, like, nobody cares about their budget, which I feel like is the plot of, like, a lot of, a lot of other hospital shows. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, like, it's, like, somewhat, it, like, a certain amount of rebuilding 
you know is like believable but it really gets pretty absurd um and this is like one of those moments too where yeah. i'm just like a whole ass bomb went off in like the hospital but it and, only like, went off in, only- in a certain wing because they i guess but i'm just like how what are the walls made of like how does a bomb like only affect like one or two floors like i just like don't understand it's really and it's like it only is happening for like you know it's only a plot point for like one episode like the next episode they're like oh yeah we only have access to like one surgery room because of like the bombing or whatever the bomb that went off and then like the next episode everything's back to normal like oh well we built it's just funny i just love it um i love this universe i mean in this universe people they get millions of dollars all the time yeah and people are sick with people are doing crazy shit yeah i feel like it's always like it's like it's like people get are sick in crazy unrealistic ways which i love Mm -hmm. but also people are doing like just the most bananas things all the time they really are it's like these people are what they're like building these guys were like what like civil war reenactors or something like that yeah yeah like and they're just like yeah i was just like okay sure you know and there was um and we'll talk about this when we talk about the guest appearances but there was a guest appearance by natalie cole rest in peace um where she got a fork jammed into her neck when she was trying to give head to her husband under a restaurant yes oh yeah i remember that one that was so good that was hilarious that was hilarious i was like i could not expect to see natalie cole on my tv screen in this situation but okay amazing yeah no there's just like it's so funny like the the they're so elaborate like the medical mysteries are so elaborate that like they just always have to top it's like the fast and the furious of like medical (laughs) mysteries exactly like what will happen next where will the tumor be next like (laughs) amazing um oh my god I don't want to talk about the shooting it's like too close too pressure like. the mass yeah. shooting. we kind of have to we're talking Why? do we do you want to skip it I want to skip it okay, okay. what did you want to well we, why don't you talk about the stuff you want to talk about what are the things about the shooting that you that are important for you um well it covered a, a, a range of things, like um, what kind of precipitated that was that that's when Shonda had like all these additional cast members join the show, like mm. that season, mm-hmm. uh, with the merging of Mercy. Yeah, Avery, that's when Avery gets that's introduced it. and like... Um... So the cast was like super bloated and there were so many people on the show. Mm -hmm. So at a certain point, you knew she was going to have to get rid of some of them. Uh Uh-oh. And of course they couldn't just get like fired, you know? Well, some of of them did get fired, right? Like some of them got- Kepner got fired. Kepner got fired because of incompetence. Why the fuck couldn't Kepner stay fired? Kepner's coming back. I'm so mad honestly I just like <laughs> I say that every time 
I'm so mad. Like, Kepner is so annoying. And somehow less annoying than Amelia. Oh, okay. You're going too far. That's not true. That is true. No. I, I would take Kepner over Amelia any fucking day. <laughs> no. Amelia's I don't give a not fuck. Not that bad. Not that bad. Yes, she is. <laughs> Yes, she is. Kepner is less annoying. I have more sympathy in my heart for April Kepner than I have for Amelia Shepard. It's true. I don't give a fuck. That naive Christian bitch, I at least feel bad for her. (laughs) Honestly. I was like, you know, she's been brainwashed to just like be so in love with Jesus. What's your excuse, Amelia? You're Batman? Nobody cares. Sorry. <laughs> that was that was a fucked up reference, but it was an amazing one. <laughs> <laughs> and that is why I love you so much. <laughs> oh, <Lord>. okay. <laughs> I'm not even going to address it. If you know, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> Um, the shooting was traumatic. There was a mass shooting. Um, half the cast were gutted in that shooting. It was very graphic and unexpected, um, and traumatic. Yeah. I like the only, like, I liked, I think that like, not I liked it, but like, I think that Bailey's storyline was very, like, was just like, really, I think that that was like the most powerful part of that whole segment for me. With Will, when they tried to save Will? Yeah, like when, well, A, like, I was like, wow, Mandy Moore, okay. And then I was like, wow, Mandy Moore with a colostomy bag. Like, we love it. Like, <laughs> um, Mandy Moore, Mandy Moore understands the assignment every single time. She truly does. I love her. She's great. Like honestly, she's fantastic. I just like I don't like be mad at her. Like a part of me wants to be mad at her because of her origins, even though she's explained that that was, you know, you know, it was uh created, her image was created. But like what what are Mandy Moore's origins? She 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 started as a pop star. Like oh yeah, I know. Like that I thought it was besides that. Huh? I liked that song. No, that song's awful. Come on. I did a, a talent show dance to that song. So baby, come to me. Tell me who you are. Sweet to me. Like sugar to We're editing this out. Um, <laughs> I don't even know the words anymore, but. I'm missing you like every It sounds like you do know the words. Right? I don't know all the words, but I'm not. I, I know the dance that me and my friends choreographed and performed in front of our entire school. And this is who I am. This is a part of who I am, Melanie. You know what? You're right. Take it or leave it. You're right. You're right. I can't, I can't help where I've come from. I can't help who I am. All of these things have made me who I am today. That's true. Fair enough. Okay. And, 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 one of those one of the things that made me who I am today was the fact that I went on stage wearing um, one of those butterfly tops that was super popular after uh, what was the making the band show? What was the Eden's Crush? That Eden's, Eden's Crush. Crush. 
that Eden's crush made super popular. I we got butterfly tops, but obviously we couldn't wear them just like regular because it was school. So we wore long sleeve t-shirts and then the butterfly tops over them. I mean, I was wearing the butterfly tops in the club, so I am not one to judge. You I love that. Need to judge. <laughs> they look great. I wish I still had mine. They were cute as hell back when I had like a figure that could handle that. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the butterfly will take the body you give it. Um, everyone, that is the title of my next memoir. good yeah no um i yeah no i fuck with me anymore yeah i fuck like with more too like like whatever taylor swift is trying to do mandy moore already did it you know what facts and obviously did it way better yeah mandy moore is good in everything i've seen her in mm-hmm. like Yo, a walk to remember a walk to remember was good as hell i don't care yeah, that movie that movie was really good yeah like i cried i'm not afraid to say that that shit was yeah. sad i saw that shit in theaters yeah yeah <laughs> i'm just like what's the problem i don't understand yeah i like her and this is us obviously like even though i don't agree with all of the things that character has done mm-hmm. but that's a talk for another day <laughs> I love that she has like this range. Like I just feel like she has a range. Like she's yeah. not she's not a bad actress. And like she's also she's not a bad actress and she has like yeah, she's really good at playing the like she's just like yeah, she's really good at like playing the roles that she plays. Like she so she's fantastic in the shooting episode yeah. and I feel like that like mini arc um that she has on Grace mm-hmm. um for Miranda is like I just like yeah. It's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I don't know, I just remember um, when, like, Miranda's, like, working on Will um, and um, she, like, thinks that she's, like, she's, like, the ceiling is, she's, like, there's water coming from the ceiling. That's what she's saying. She's, like, there's water coming from the ceiling. Like, you have to, like, help, like, wipe it off my face. Then, like, Mandy Moore's character is, like, you're crying. And it was just, like, I think that that's something that I think about in relationship to Miranda's character a lot um like that scene from the shooting but like the other stuff I just like I like a it feels like a lot to handle right now and like b yeah I think the only other thing that I have a feeling about is that I'm so glad that that like little the cupie doll character mm-hmm. who was like the, the mean girl cupie doll I don't know if it's like terrible to say but I was just like oh, god I'm glad that I don't have to deal with her character anymore it's not a great thing to say. No. Okay. Sorry. I'm a bad person. <laughs> Good thing she's a character on a television show and not a real person. <laughs> no, you're right. I think right now, I don't really want to get into detail about that particular story arc just mm-hmm. to say that it was traumatic and it literally reshifted the entire cast of the show. Um, yeah. Um, but I mean, also, I don't know how many other TV shows were depicting that. So I think it was kind of mm-hmm. at the forefront as well. Truly. Like actually handling that material. And here we are 10 years later and still. Yeah, whatever. you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. 
Yeah. Yeah, it felt very like it felt very of its of its time, but unfortunately now it is just forever in our unceasingly horrific present. Yeah. Um great. All right. <laughs> so next up <clears throat> the plane crash. <laughs> this one, this is the one that oh, fucking wrecked me. Really? First of all, she started this arc on a season fucking finale. So we had to wait the whole summer to find out what happened. Yeah, I mean, I feel so bad for you as someone who experienced that in real time, as someone who, like, watched this all, like, you know, face down in my bed. Yeah. In, like, a depression coma. I did not have to wait to find out what happened. I only had to wait the 15 second loading circle that Netflix subjected me to. Yes. So my my deepest condolences to you and everybody else who had to wait a whole season to Thank find you. out. Yeah, that my heart goes out to you and your families. My thoughts and prayers are with you. Thank you. And also if I stand if I don't stand corrected the way it happened is like I feel like in terms of character development story arcs or whatever like all the shit had been worked out for Meredith like she was doing okay things Mm -hmm. were going great um she was in the zone with Mm -hmm. adult life or Mm -hmm. whatever so like we all kind of like started off like oh okay this is going to be nice things are going to be great we can be happy now and then bam last five minutes that bullshit it's just crazy like I feel like that was like to me I'm just like there's just so much that happens in this show where I'm just like I love like the pure chaos mm-hmm. of like like I feel like the writer's room must just be like them just like shooting out random shit and then just being like okay cool we'll make it happen yeah like a woolly mammoth drops on the hospital and like impales half the staff and like they have to figure out how to close the wormhole um you know <laughs> what I mean like that and they're just like sure great yeah let's do it <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. Um, and that's how this plane crashed. Like, to me, it was so unbelievable. I was just like, where did they crash? But, like, nobody was there. Like, it, it was just, like, everything about it. And that they were out there for, like, two weeks. I was just like, I guess. And like, what, wasn't the show Lost running around this time as well? Probably. So I feel like maybe there was some kind of cross-inspiration shit happening. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> Probably. Oh my, yeah, Lost was another one where I was just like, I watched Lost during the pandemic because I was just curious. I never watched Lost when it was on, mm-hmm. but I remember like when I was in high school, everybody was like, oh yeah, Lost. And I was like, I don't care. Yeah. And then I watch it and I still don't understand why people care. Lost but that was another what, one. Lost is what happens when you as a writer have lots of symbolism and no foundation. <laughs> it just didn't. Yeah. It was like, it really like, I was just like, I don't really understand how we got here. Like, it just really went off the rails, like, super quick. I was like, I was like, okay, so this is, like, it feels like, um, did you ever watch, are you familiar with The Prisoner? Sounds familiar. It's, like, Patrick McGuhan, who was, like, secret agent man, was in the show called The Prisoner, where he's, like, a secret agent who, like, wants to quit. And so they send him to this, like, 
island and it's like this island where like all these other people who have like state secrets like whatever like powerful knowledge or like you know sent to like whatever like be in this like weird 70s like psychedelic camp that he's like every episode he tries to escape in a different way oh um but it was like like all the it's like it uses a lot of the same like lost uses a lot of those same like tropes or whatever oh um but yeah i don't know well it's like but yeah anyway i feel like the plane crash it was so it was so hard for me to like get with it Mm -hmm. and so like the deaths to me didn't feel real really like i was sad like i was sad when lexi died and like it was such a bummer and then like when sloan died obviously like it was a bummer like i like i was just like oh yeah they died in the plane crash but the plane crash was so unbelievable to me that i was just like okay i guess this is happening yeah yeah and then like what even happens to derek the same like derek gets burked right like he like has to like he like loses his hand or some shit yeah Yeah. or like almost loses his hand Mm mm-hmm and then, like, what happens to Meredith? Like, nothing. No. Christina, um, they gave her some pretty strong PTSD. So much yeah. so that she had to leave. Yeah. Which I get. <clears throat> I honestly, given everything that had happened to them all up to that point, I don't truly understand why Christina came back. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, she was because she was in fucking Michigan with Mr. Feeney, right? Mr. Feeney, yeah. <laughs> goodness yeah boring ass michigan but they had her like they had her um in the bathtub like thinking back to like having like a whole miss sophia monologue it was just like christina was going through it and the way that, that sloan like they gave him a surge of energy where he survived the plane crash and then like survived just enough to pass down knowledge to Avery and like see his his child and then died like that was super sad to me it was really sad no you're right you're right like that was so sad it was so sad and like I get like I think I said this last episode but it's the only time I really like Avery yeah um Avery's yeah. kind of a yeah Avery again is just a missed opportunity and I don't know what they Okay, I can't say that because you haven't seen less. Never mind. Um, like, <laughs> well, I miss Sloan. Yeah, no, I miss Sloan, and like I love Sloan. Yeah, um, and like Sloan, Sloan made like I don't actually mind Arizona as a character, but mm-hmm. I feel like Sloan made Arizona's character better. Like the way that they played off each other around Callie and around the kid made mm-hmm. their characters both like they made each other better in a way that I liked. And so I feel like after the plane crash like that, it just was like, it was a lot. Oh yeah. And that's how Arizona lost her leg. Yep. And then like, yeah. And she like, uh, like I felt so bad for her, but honestly she was so fucking annoying that whole arc, like where I was just like, I was was angry at Arizona and like, I felt guilty for being angry at Arizona because like, I would probably be an asshole too if I lost my leg. Like I get that kind of thing. But at the same fucking time, like your family's alive and shit. You're alive. Like you can still practice medicine. You can Mm -hmm. still live your life. You know a bunch of people who didn't fucking make it. Like shut the fuck up. Like, yeah, no, I feel like I felt the whole time. Yeah, I felt bad. Like 
I felt bad for being as mad at her as I was. And I was also like, I was also just like, oh, this is like, I was just like, oh, it would be so much easier for me to sympathize with her if she wasn't white. No, I, I feel like a part of me would still be pissed. Like honestly, I'd still be pissed at her, but you know, it'd be easier. Like if she wasn't like this, like, you know, if she hadn't been like super chirpy and like on the wheelie shoes before. And this was, <laughs> oh, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I was just like, I was just like, oh, like. <laughs> and then, she, and then that led to her cheating on Callie too, which yeah. Callie got cheated on so much. <laughs> I know it sucked. No. But yeah, that the plane crash was just like, yeah, uh, I could see how there would be, you'd have a hard time suspending disbelief. Like that one just felt like too, I don't know, too fantastic, I guess. <laughs> like all the stuff that happens not in the hospital is like so much, is like that much more hard to believe. You know what I mean? For me. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like the plane crash, like that one to me stands out because a lot of the things that came after sort of like radiated from that, like waves, like I think everything was different, like thereafter, like it, it almost shifted into a completely different show. In some yeah, way. they really milked that plane crash. Yeah, they did. All like right. the lawsuit and like all that stuff. Changing the name to Grace Sloan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So the final arc is one uh, stripped from reality. Um, and the current ongoing one, the COVID arc. Um, and I will preface this by saying there's much controversy on the Twitters um, amongst, amongst the people who kind of seem to despise television shows that are actually tackling COVID. And the reasoning is they go to TV for escapism and they don't want to hear about this shit. They don't want to see this shit in their entertainment. To, to which I say, this is a television show about a hospital. Um, and for, for there to be a TV show about a hospital in 2021 that does not discuss COVID would feel weird. There's not enough escapism in the world for me for that. I don't know. But what do you is think? It, is that the bulk of the the critique of the COVID arc? From what I've seen, yes. <sighs> Interesting. I guess, yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, people like things. I guess I, I feel like to me, I feel so curious as to like, what is escape? Like what, like what the escape that you want, like a medical procedural to give you is good point like I'm just like okay so if you like escape into like law and order like that's fine right like that's super reasonable but to then be like but now it's too real like you know like I feel like it's just like okay well you don't have like is this the issue that you have like like the whole shtick of these shows is like not like Grey's Anatomy doesn't do this quite as much but like very much this it is kind of like this like ripped from the headlines vibe yeah you know, and like Grey's Anatomy, like we were talking about with like the shooting, like, you know, like Grey's does react to things that are like happening in real life, like in America, mm-hmm. like there are constantly storylines that like reflect sort of like ongoing 
social discourse, you know, like they have conversations about anti-blackness now when they used to not, you know, like they have like when Miranda like doesn't get adequate care for like her heart attack, like that like happened like right after Serena like got the um like almost died right from like a blood clot. Yeah. Yeah. Like so like to me I'm just like that's what Grace does. So this to me is like a very much like this is about people and their feelings about feelings about COVID in particular yeah and not with like so you think they're projecting what they want escapism to be or not be you know I think to me at least because I would just like to me that's my question is like so why wasn't it a problem when like you know all this other shit was happening you know when they were like like Grey's Anatomy has has had multiple episodes about like cops accidentally shooting black kids mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. like or um like they had like a whole me too arc mm-hmm but that wasn't not escapist enough, you know? So what is it about COVID that is so, is so like, I get, I mean, yeah. I mean, to me, I'm like, I, it makes sense to me, but like people, I'm not surprised to hear that people don't want to see COVID on TV in their yeah. fantasy world, but that's not the show's fault. I think it's cool. Honestly, I was, I, I think, I don't know why I was surprised, but I think I was surprised and like it's almost a relief like I feel like to me when I watch shows even like you know to me it's like it's so strange to see people interacting without masks same yeah yeah like to me that would break to me that would feel I don't know there's something for me the escapism lies in watching this like arc Um, that's like explicitly talking about what's happening right now and watching these characters deal with it. Um, There's something for me in escapism there, but to watch a TV show that doesn't address it at all feels even weirder, I think. Um, It would be jarring to me, I think. Yeah, (laughs) it's just like, it's set in like our, like the, the universe is like, you're escaping to like a world not unlike our own, right? Like you're not escaping to like, space or like you know <laughs> like 16th century England like right. you know right. like that's not what the show is about like yeah it's like a timeline that's like very adjacent to our timeline like mm-hmm. so like what is it supposed to be and like, I like I like that uh they're using this arc to discuss all of the kind of like race and class nuances involved in that mm-hmm. um some things i can't talk about because you haven't seen them yet but when they dealt with miranda's mother mm-hmm. um when you know and they're dealing with um teddy's her her ptsd mm-hmm. um the death of you know Andrea. Yeah. Which I'm still pissed about. Um, Meredith, of course, has to be the one that gets COVID because it wouldn't be Grey's Anatomy if she mm-hmm. doesn't get the brunt of it. Um, like, and just like, you know, the stuff going on with Maggie and her fiance um, and dealing with like blackness and anti-blackness within the context of COVID, like all of that stuff is in there now. Um, yeah they're making Maggie do a lot of work I feel like for this COVID arc they are like I feel like Maggie's 
not like some of Maggie's stuff feels a little canned, to be honest. Little little trite. Yeah, like it's just like I'm just like, oh, okay, so you just gonna make this black woman just like spit out statistics constantly at these white people? Okay, I do think that she has the energy for that shit. She's black during a pandemic. Like, I would just let Amelia be, you know, like just let Amelia be ignorant, like honestly. But I guess that's not how Maggie feels about it because they're sisters or whatever. But that's. I'm glad you said that because there has been some of the stuff that Maggie's been saying that feels super heavy handed. Um, and it's just like, I can't imagine myself saying that in this situation, but I guess for, for those who don't know it's necessary. <laughs> yeah. I just like, I feel like Maggie was like never this like woke before, you know, she was not like, and like, I feel like she's like, you know woke tm like in kind of an annoying way that like feels like un- that feels like kind of untrue to her character yeah and so I, she's always been so reserved she is like her whole thing is she's been kind of like awkward and like maggie i don't think would be saying these things if we're being mm-hmm. true to who maggie is um there is something that happened recently with her fiance um and that shit was real as shit but again i can't say anything but um Wait, does the fiance get stopped by the cops? I just like need them to leave me alone. Oh god. Yeah. Um, and they have like her worrying about it as one would worry about that shit right now. Yeah. He's like traveling cross country um to meet back with her. So like mm-hmm. she's like, um, but I will say this. I think that this is us is writing those things much better. And they're writing on this level where it feels real and it, and like, not just the things that they're saying, but the things they, that they aren't saying are loaded and heavy and real. Mm. That's how that shit would be in real life. And I feel like that's cause this is us has like hell of a lot more black writers. <laughs> I'm just going to mm-hmm. say that. Like, I know they have black writers cause there's no way white people are writing some of those things. Mm-hmm. Like just like the way they have Randall dealing with, his brother flying across the country to apologize for some race shit and the way that Randall handled it. And I was like, yeah, that's how that shit would go down. Like <laughs> I stopped watching this is us like a while ago. Yeah. I'll tell you why, because I was enraged with how poorly Sterling K Brown is lit. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like in half that show, you cannot even see him and it does not make sense to me. Really? Yeah. Well, I just no. feel like he's lit so poorly. Dark skinned, you know how they do exactly which is why i was like why like i was like in a world you know where we're actually having conversations about how black people get lit in film like a show that's like actually trying to deal with these like dynamics like to me it's inexcusable i mean that's legitimate but also that was like i felt really mad about that and i was like I, i don't know like i also felt i just feel like you know just watching Randall just get like tossed under the bus over and over again by his family it was just too much for me even though like it's obviously not supposed to be perfect but I haven't I'm all of this is to say is that I have not kept up with whatever is happening on this is us so well they they kind of they're dealing with a lot of that this season they they're also doing a COVID arc they're they're Mm -hmm. dealing with COVID in real time which is Mm -hmm. cool um but like the race shit is coming up with white people suddenly realizing um you know that race is a thing Mm -hmm. um and randall reacting to that bullshit in a very Mm -hmm. real way Mm -hmm. so i appreciate that i think that's it's been written really well um because randall like straight out had to tell you know his white family members like 
I've been dealing with this shit my whole life and y'all, and we have never had a conversation about this. <laughs> like, um, it's, yeah, it's just, it's better done. It's better done than what's happening on Grey's Anatomy. But, um, but I like that they're both doing it. I like that it's happening on TV. Mm-hmm. That's why. Yeah. I agree. I like that it's happening on TV too. It's like, feels, yeah. To me, it feels like a relief. Like in some ways to like have it, to like have it go acknowledged. Yeah. Like, um, and to like have these characters that you like have these relationships with, you know, like going through something that you're going through too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I don't know. It's comforting. It is. I, it's, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Which is supposedly what escapism is supposed to is is ostensibly about, but you know, yeah. whatever, get it where you want it. Yeah, I'm like go rewatch Game of Thrones. <laughs> like it's fine. <laughs> I mean, some people want to watch Gossip Girl, I guess. And yeah. that's, that's cool. Yeah, I'm just like if they don't want to have a COVID arc in Gossip Girl, like I'm not mad at it. Yeah, like it's like also how many shows are doing COVID arcs? Like I feel like not a lot. Not a lot. Well, because not a lot of people are shooting right now. True, true. And I imagine that will start to change um, during next season. Yeah. Because we're safe now. (laughs) Yeah. I'm, like, really not excited to see, like, all of the stuff around, like, people being like, I just, like, miss seeing people smile. Like, like, all of the movies that are going to come up around, like, I feel like I'm already starting to see them. Like, people, like, all of the all of the like hopeful shots of like people being separated by like panes of plexiglass. <laughs> I just I don't have it. I don't I don't have it. <laughs> I wish there were a way to block people in real life sometimes. <laughs> the way you can on social media. <laughs> yeah. I like like having like wearing a mask and having people like not able to see most of my expression has honestly been kind of liberating for me so yep Yep. let's talk about that let's talk about my experience Mm -hmm. and by the by the masks are not coming off for me anytime soon I'm gonna be wearing masks well into 2022 (laughs) so I I don't know what other people are expecting but (laughs) we live in Oregon the land of the anti-vaxxers like (laughs) I take nothing like take nothing for granted seriously so those are all the arcs yeah i feel like we still have so much more to discuss honestly (laughs) i know we got to do a part three don't we we definitely have to do a part three i'll tell you why because i'm tired and (laughs) i do not have the stamina to record for like three hours that's fair so you know let me just let me just you know lean into like my sad merit of the fives that's fair no we still have to talk about the guest um cameos and our favorite scenes um and recurring themes and then we've got to rate it so we're gonna have to roll out part three for this bad boy that's That's true it's true i feel like i can like i feel like this episode this this episode like listening to you explain these arcs has like reaffirmed how I feel which is that like the worst part of being into Grey's Anatomy is like 
any situation where you're in where you have to explain a narrative arc to someone who's never seen Grey's Anatomy before and like you get in like you obviously like you can do it right like you know everything that's led up to it and like you get so into it but then you get about halfway through and you realize like how embarrassing it is for you It is. I I kind of gave up trying to explain Grey's Anatomy to people because I either get that reaction um, with myself, the embarrassment, or I get the, oh, that's still on. (laughs) (laughs) Which I think is some passive aggressive way of calling me old, but whatever. (laughs) Right. Oh, my God. Or like, I don't know. I feel like I was. Yeah, I was talking to somebody the other day and they tried to like talk shit about it to me but like in a way that like didn't make any sense they were like oh I don't like the way that like you never see Meredith raising her kids and I was just like oh I well it's a show about the hospital and not about like like it's about her but only as insofar as like she works at this hospital and then I was like re-watching like I've been watching ER as I've mentioned and it's just like that's like a running thing like it's just like all these people have kids And, like, they, you know, they're just, like, oh, I'm really tired. And, like, that's the extent of, like, the story arc. It's, like, oh, my kid, I, like, can't sleep because he cries all the time. But they're, like, at work. Yeah, you never see their kids. Like, Yeah. It's, like, that's everywhere. Yeah. And you know why? Because kids are boring. Sorry. I remember ER being much more, like, darkly lit. Is that correct? Uh, I guess so. Like it's drabber. Yeah, well, it's supposed to be a county hospital, so it's like okay. you know, it's in like Southside Chicago. Okay. So okay. it's yeah, it's like more yeah. It's also like like ER is more like real. It's like supposed to be like real medicine. Pretty yeah, that's what everyone loved about it. I remember that. But it's I the just, same shit. It's like all these characters have fucking kids or like are single parents, and it's just like you know, it's only like it's like an occasion. It's just only a storyline when it's convenient, you know. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, okay, I don't know. I don't get like, also, also, I'll just say this. Like, I do not, like, I can talk about like how I don't think that this something's realistic or how it's hard for me to suspend disbelief. But like, overall, like we all have to like collectively understand that something is like a television show and not real life and watching real life would be boring, which is why we're watching TV. Yes, there's a part of it where like, if this were as close to reality as you claim you want it to be, you would not be watching it. Like, let's yeah. be real. It would take so long because it takes you like months to get like, I'm like in the real world where we all have shitty insurance. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's see a whole story arc about how I can be misdiagnosed for like seven years. Yeah, right. And pop up with some lupus. That would be fascinating. Literally. Oh, yeah. like, because of shitty insurance. Yeah, but no, on Grey's Anatomy, someone would care. <laughs> they figure out what was wrong with you and then you'd be saved it they would work well into the wee hours until they figure it out exactly you'd have like yeah just like pouring over like a like a montage <laughs> of like pouring over books and like sleeping on top of like you know stacks of like open papers <laughs> and like you know you're like looking up at the camera like will you really help me like <laughs> no in real life they get they finally get the paperwork from years ago that they should have requested like months in advance and then they realize you know they they cross diagnose and realize that they fucked up 
that's what happens in reality literally or you just leave and you're just like oh i like guess i'm never gonna know what's wrong with me hope yeah, it didn't kill me that, that happened the first time bye <laughs> bye forever oh this took care of itself okay cool <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i guess it wasn't broken after all <laughs> yeah that's not quite as entertaining yeah what do i do exactly i'm just like i like a little spice that's why i'm here yeah like i like a little bit of wild unrealistic medicine yeah i will say this though gray's anatomy i feel like over the years it's gotten way more graphic with what they show you in the Mm -hmm. operating rooms and i got i got this new tv like the first tv i've bought in like I want to say eight years because the other one broke um, <laughs> and it's like HD. Some of this shit, I do not need to see in HD. That shit is terrifying. Like, like Listen, it's the sounds that. for me. It's oh. the sounds. Grey's Anatomy. I just like, I want access to their medical sounds library. It's fantastic. Ooh. Whoever oh is doing like, the you sound could effects. Do, you could do some cool shit with that. Yes, I could. Yes, I surely could. You should like write someone. Oh, be like, how can I? Yeah, right. (laughs) That's a fantastic idea. (laughs) I'll shoot my shot. Why not? Yeah, I just want to know. I'm sure that like, yeah, I I just want to know who's creating those sound effects because they're fantastic. Mm. You can just scroll the credits and figure that out. That's you're right. You're right. I'm, I'm envisioning the kinds of shit that you would do with those sounds and I, it feels fantastical. One <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> can dream. Indeed, indeed. Oh man. Now I have to catch up on Grey's. I've been like trying to finish ER. I'm like into like, I've watched like 12 seasons of ER. What platform is ER on? It's on Hulu. Maybe I'll I'll try and watch some of that. I just it's, remember it being really, really sad all the time, though. <laughs> like, all the time. I, but you watch Grey's Anatomy. That's true. You're right. <laughs> it is. It's sad. No, it's definitely sad. And, like, I feel like it's, like, yeah, it's definitely sad. Um, and, like, it gets more, it gets more, like, like, there's, like, more unrealistic stuff that happens, like, in the later seasons. Like, I would say, like, the earlier seasons are definitely the better ones. Mm-hmm. But it is more real shit. Okay. Like, I think that, to me, I felt like they're, um, they have a bunch of, like, in the earlier seasons, not so much in the later, but when the show first came on, they were talking about AIDS a lot, and I felt like um, all of that stuff was really interesting. Oh, okay. Um, and that's kind of why I was watching it, and now I'm just, like, watching it because I'm the completist. Uh, but it's gotten kind of ridiculous, and, like, all of the main cast is gone. Um, but, you know, it's fine. Mackay Pfeiffer's on it. Yeah. It's like everybody, everybody's, everybody's on this show. Doesn't Mackay Pfeiffer die a really fucked up, like off camera death on that show, like that character? I haven't gotten there yet, but I think I'm only a few episodes away. Okay. They kill, they kill so many people. They do. I'm pretty yeah. sure hospital staff don't die at, the, at these rates, but okay. <laughs> I remember Anthony Edwards, his, his departure slash death was really sad. Like I did not I don't know I was like 
rewatching it, like mm-hmm. Anthony Edwards' character, like Mark Green is such a racist asshole. Wait, that's not how I remember him in my in my head. I, I was a teenager, but still, was he? Yeah, like I mean, he oh. he's not like overtly racist, but he's like very like Portland white guy racist. Like there's the whole storyline where um this black kid comes in and like everybody calls him like a gangbanger and they give him kind of shitty medical care and then he dies. And his brother is just like, why the fuck did you, like, not care about my brother? And uh, Dr. Green acts, like, super scared of him and, like, wants, like, Malik to, like, notify, like, you know, like, help him notify the family and stuff like that. And, like, the brother clocks it. And he's like, you didn't give a fuck about my brother because he's Black. And now you don't want to deal with me. And, like, fuck you. Like, and then he sues. And, like, Mark gets, like, all up in his feelings about it, you know? And then he, like, ends up getting, like, randomly attacked and he like assumes that it's the brother oh no i can't watch that and then he like and then he just like treats black people like shit for like i would say like a smooth like you know like like uh like the rest of the season oh god and then it kind of just like goes away and then he like gets that brain tumor and we feel bad for him and like whatever and i'm just like how the fuck I do not remember that arc at all. Okay, I can't watch that right now. That's not for me. Yeah, it's like not. I mean, like it's just to me. It's just like I was like, like it's fine. Like I was like that to me feels like I'm sure that's close to the truth. You know, like in terms of like, like I was like, this isn't like I'm not mad that this exists as a storyline because right, like right. this is a real thing, right? That like doctors Definitely. don't give a fuck about black people. Like that's a real thing. If anything, but, I, like, I, I, it'd be interesting to pursue that in current narrative arcs. Mm-hmm. yeah but like, I, I don't think that that's where american television is right now <laughs> like, well like don't they try to do that in grace when like um owen like misdiagnoses that like asian kid oh yeah they did do that this with the covid arc yeah yeah and i was like pissed about it because it was like this whole like i don't mm. it's kind of a one-off thing though right yeah it was like a one-off thing and like the way that they handled it i felt was like kind of wild mm. like where he like ends up talking to Bailey about it yeah that was mm. and I was like thinking about like just like the demographic breakdown of like like who like actually like are doctors like by population and like how that's like reflected in the show or whatever and how that relates to like anti-blackness um in addition to like discrimination against like non-black people of color and I was just like I feel like I wish that this was handled in a different way, but I feel like I'm not ready to have that conversation right now. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Melody's Definitely like, not I'm mad week. you brought it up in the first place. Not this week. I can't have that conversation this week. Maybe, I don't know, a couple months from now. Yeah. But probably not. <laughs> <laughs> well... Is that it? That's it. For now. For now. We'll Tune be in. Three. I really want to know who else is out here who watches this show. Me too. I mean, I'm sure it's like everybody, but I just like, I yeah. I feel like there are a lot of people who watch the show on the low and just don't say anything. Yeah, don't be ashamed. <laughs> like what you like. Say it with your chest. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye, y'all. Bye.